0: We ready? Yeah. Let's rock and roll. What is up, podcast people? We're in the studio again today. I'm here with Maria Paz. Yep. How you feeling today? Miss Pause.
1: Good. Just found out it's about to rain. Sorry. Is right. it really gonna rain? It looks like it.
0: Like, a, is this supposed to be like a spiritual, metaphorical rain, or is it just gonna like
1: both? Oh, we're doing is this podcast Thursday. Podcast so Thursday, a little PT action. A little bit of sprinkle, sprinkle here.
0: Okay, okay. Sprinkle, sprinkle there. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, people say when it rains, it's God just crying. Do you agree with that?
1: <gasps> I say that, but that's God really sad because it's been raining for like the past.
0: What is God crying about right now? Is he crying over the quality of this episode? the cameras the cameras oh if you guys haven't known by now our camera setup game changer i can switch between all these angles all at the same time and it's either going to give you a headache or keep your attention locked in Attention for sure we don't know though um but today we are going to be talking about um it's kind of a big umbrella that has a lot of things under it so the big umbrella is living in the world but not of it And then from under that umbrella, you can sprinkle in. So what does that mean with dating, with alcohol, with uh, smoking, with with what you, listen, with to, what what you, you listen to, what you consume, cussing, like living in the world, but not of the world. Yes. So I'll just I'll just throw that out there. So that's to be the umbrella of what we're going to talk about today. Stay tuned. It's going to be epic. So I'll just start us off with a Bible verse. OK. To kind of just kick this off. So big umbrella in the world, but not of it. This is 1 John chapter 2, verse uh, 15. Uh, and the goal for this episode is not to preach at you guys, by the mm-hmm. way. We're just going to give this verse as an umbrella. Then we're going to talk through some practical. And
1: share some experiences. That's yeah. right.
0: Some practical things, some experiences. So 1 John two fifteen starts off and says this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Boom. Gut check. That's kind of cold, but okay, let's keep reading. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So it's talking about loving God or loving the world. You can't really do both. So so where is that balance? Because whether we like it or not, we're all in the world, right? We didn't choose to be born in here, but we're in it. So Mm -hmm. how do we represent Jesus well and live in the world but not of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, for me specifically, based on my experiences, um, this always goes back to your personal relationship with God. Like, because the question is like, how do you know what's of the world, what's of God? If God created the world, isn't everything like of God? Well, obviously, there's darkness in the world, and I feel like if you're meeting God face to face, you know. Um, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what you should be doing, what you should, your, what your calling is, what your purpose is, as like the body of Christ. Um, whatever doesn't feel right is of the world.
0: Whatever doesn't feel right is of the I world. I feel like it. Yeah. What because if? What? Because that could be taken. Not saying I like. I agree with that statement, uh-huh. but just adding some context to it. Like, so what if I don't feel like praying is right? Mm right okay, so just, so just giving that reword that give, let's reword that giving that verse some context giving maybe, that verse some context
1: maybe now it doesn't feel right is of the world it's more like whatever brings well let me think like for example a, a clear example like whenever i'm driving and i'm putting my music on shuffle and something in a song that i know is very worldly comes up i can't
0: unless it's t-pain unless, <laughs> anything it's, for t-pain i'm just okay? kidding that was a joke that was a joke
1: um, but if I'm driving like something inside of me is like oh like maybe we shouldn't listen to that and sometimes I ignore that and I listen to a song or listen to an artist or listen to an album for hours and it's like I still feel this like little voice in my head being like hey turn this off this isn't good for you this isn't good for your mental health like what's going on this and that I feel like whenever you have that little like that bit of conviction there we go that only comes if you are meeting God face to face every day um, and you have a close relationship with him whenever you feel that and you'll know the feeling it, it feels different for everybody um, that's what I mean like whenever you feel conviction towards anything and it'll be there yeah. whether you try to ignore it, like you'll try to ignore it especially as young people like we ignore it all the time but you'll feel it and you know that like this isn't something that God would be proud of I feel yeah,
0: like no yeah. for sure. I think especially where you're practically in those situations, knowing that it's supposed to look different than the world like if you're going out drinking with your friends Mm -hmm. like you somebody who is a christ not you specifically Mm -hmm. just in general us as christ followers then me going out to a bar going out with friends or whatever the my actions should be different than somebody who is not a christian Mm -hmm. right so i would be in the world but not of it by partaking in the same now does that mean i won't have a drink or will have a drink that's a different debate but just, hey, man, we should look different. Yeah. Like it's if, if you're able to go to an environment that is worldly, that whether if it's a, a club, you're going to the club, you're going to the bar, you're going just for a night out. Yeah. Or maybe you're in conversations with friends and they're all dropping F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Right. If you are a Christian or calling yourself a Christian, you have Jesus and they are not whoever you're with. There should be a distinction between you, you and, you the, and the people. Yep. Right. They should look, okay. And if there's not then I would, that's the first red flag. Like, if I'm able to just look from the outside in Mm -hmm. and, like, just, uh, like, watch you on a security camera, Mm -hmm. like, kind of creepy, but not really, (laughs) just kind of watch you in the environment you live in on a security camera, and I'm able to tell, like, dude, you call yourself a Christian, but there's absolutely nothing that is separating you from the world in that environment or in that scenario, whether if it's, and you just put in fill in the blank, whether it's drinking, smoking, cussing, the music you listen to, like, if, if we're in the world, but there's nothing that's separating us, mm-hmm. that's red flag number one, right? Because we're not really living like Jesus. We're not being a light. We're not loving the Father. We're loving the world. So I'll say, man, there should be a difference. Yeah. But we don't like the difference, right? We don't like—
1: We don't like to be that oddball. That we don't want to be that, that, that standout person. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: Or even—this is this has been on my mind the past probably month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to save it for a Monday night, but I'll just give a little splash here. That even, like— uh, everybody comes at everybody knows comes at me saying man josh the way you talk about with relationships and you with communicating or all this other stuff Mm -hmm. like it's too forward it's too much but i'm like bro it's it's supposed to look different right Mm -hmm. even the way we we live out relationships it's supposed like somebody who is a christ follower in a relationship there should be a difference between every other relationship going out there that's of the world like yes you should honor respect Mm -hmm. add clarity um so even that, but then in that context of that big umbrella, living in the world, but not of it. So let's just go through a practical scenario. Pract- practical. Ooh, I like a, a practical scenario. A just role-play situation. For, for our audience out there, we're going to give you a practical scenario. Okay. I'll go with cussing first. Okay, cussing that, that's that's a big, oh especially when I was in middle school yeah. in high school. That's something I was like, man, I want to be cool. Let me drop a couple of moms. Okay. Like, let's say uh, co-workers. You're, you're working with people. You're working with co-workers. Me, I work at a church. So these pastors, you know, they're dropping something, J.K. <laughs> um, but you're with your coworkers and man, they're just they're just cussing, mm-hmm. right? They're slipping it up here, dropping this there, just to sound cool, just to do whatever. And you like you have this gut feeling like, yeah. man, this is I'm a little bit uncomfortable. I do I call this? them out? Yeah. Do I say, hey, please stop cussing around me? Do I say, hey, I'm a Christian? Do I do this? Do I do that? Mm, but instead of going that route, um, I'm just gonna pretend to make a joke with them and laugh along with them, mm. and just be like, hey, man, yeah, what the and then yeah. just drop a little fudgesicle every now and then. Okay. So how would you give somebody, what advice would you give somebody they're working with, like their colleagues they work with, and there's just a problem. And it could it could even be outside cussing, but there is a problem with some type of sin, and it's making them uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I think the simple act of not doing it speaks like louder than words. If you're in a situation, and people notice. People yep. notice when everybody is dropping an F-bomb here and there, and whenever... I have a friend um Call he him out. does not he does not cuss like e- ever since I've known him and we've known each other for years he says frick or he's like oh gosh darn it or something like, <laughs> and we make fun of him all the time but we know 100% that his name is Christopher that Christopher is never going to cuss yeah. and we respect that and even whenever we're talking to him we never cuss at him we never say anything if it's a one-on-one conversation because our brains were like okay this person is this way and just the fact that he doesn't do it or replaces a word or tries to like change the conversation whenever people are cussing like that is stronger than anything i feel like and people when i was younger and um i was not that i'm not on fire for the lord now but when i was in high school i was intensely on fire people always were like oh like like we can't say certain things around pause. We can't, mm. just because of my actions and my attitude towards certain things. So I feel like just a simple act of just not doing it. Not pr- you yep. can still partake in the conversation, but instead of using the F word every single, every other sentence, you, you don't. Yeah, and people no, for notice, sure. it's really powerful, really, so. All
0: right, that's a good, that's a good little example. Now let's, let's uh, step it up a notch. Um, even, man, you could, you could apply drinking in there, like you're going out with a group of friends okay. and they're all drinking and uh do you just acknowledge yourself as a designated driver to like mm-hmm. make it as a scapegoat because you don't want to say see your christians so you just say hey i'm a designated driver i don't want to drink like maybe you're drinking like it's maybe it's not at work you're just some type of atmosphere you're at top golf you're at you know you're wherever mm-hmm. and they're drinking and it's starting to get a little bit too a little too much yeah and you're like man i'm getting uncomfortable like do i tell them i'm a christian do i tell them like hey man like this ain't this ain't jesus i can't get with mm-hmm. this i can't hang out around you do i just let it slide and not say anything do i wait for them to address me and say hey why why did you stop drinking mm-hmm. why are you drinking water now
1: because mm-hmm.
0: that's, that's practical stuff and i think it is very practical what you said is sometimes just and this is where it speaks volumes mm-hmm. i like what you said by not partaking in it mm-hmm. you're saying hey look yep yeah, man y'all can do what you want mm-hmm. you can live your life i'm not going to partake in it but i think where we get tripped up is christians go out looking for a fight mm-hmm. in those scenarios like if i'm with my friends or just like maybe strangers acquaintances and they're drinking like christians will go out looking for a fight say oh hey man you showed up to church last week and you're now you're three white Mm. claws deep like we'll go out and like pick a debate or pick a fight
1: yeah
0: um just for the sake of pride or or just whatever Mm -hmm. to pick a fight but i think those that that does absolutely no no good for the situation right going out and picking a fight like hey bro i saw you or whatever you i'm a christian you can't do this around me this is the bible verse and we like we try to slap people at the bible like that doesn't do any good Mm -hmm. but then when you have people like when you don't partake in in it Mm -hmm. as well just like we said earlier like it should look different Mm -hmm. you in that environment should be separate it should look different once they acknowledge you yeah and they open that door for you to have a conversation exactly like, hey man so why aren't you why are you exactly. drinking water right now man there they just is. there you go like they just open the door for you to have that conversation people with
1: people are genuinely curious all the time and they notice those things like yeah. it's like it's crazy the amount of people that notice when you're different and they will at, like legit ask you they're not shy to ask like hey why aren't you drinking right now or like hey why why aren't you going to smi-? and there you have the opportunity, like. A lot of us pray for opportunities to talk to our friends that are really worldly. (laughs) Don't whip out then. That's the game time. (laughs) And and so it's like, if God is giving you that opportunity, you take it. It's like, oh, it's just not something. I don't really like partaking, like getting drunk. They're like, but why not? Like, it's a Saturday night. And then you go deeper and deeper because they're asking you. You're not really forcing anything on them. And I feel like those are the situations that we all pray for. But then sometimes i mean i'll admit like sometimes i'm like ah like i'm just like tired i got a headache i'm not feeling it whatever like in that opportunity like you just miss an opportunity i feel like you know that's good yeah 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 another it's really hard though because it's like a lot of the times people are really extreme um and they go from like okay i can't be of the world, so I'm not going to be in it at all. I feel like Mm. sometimes people go from one extreme to the other, so it's either like I'm going to be in it 100% hoping that they're – Uh, spirituality will come out in situations Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you're deep in you're not strong enough to be the the person that you want to be to honor God Um, so if they go to that extreme they try to go to the other extreme and not be of like in the world at all so like where's the balance you know they're only going to church and they don't have any friend groups um, diverse friend groups at school or they're not hanging out with other people other than like their Monday night or their Wednesday night or whatever and I feel like that's where, like, the balance comes in and having to be strong enough to be in it and not of it. So, yeah.
0: I think one thing we do is justify, like, uh, the the extreme of going into the world. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to go. I'm just going to join them so I can tell them about Jesus Jesus, or whatever. And so we'll go and justify that it will go to that extreme like hey i'm gonna be all in in the world i'm gonna be all in like i don't no conviction no no whatever i'm all or even if you are convicted still going all in but then justifying it through of man jesus would sit with sinners or jesus jesus would be at the bar with them and do this Mm -hmm. and do that and i'm trying not trying to get in that debate but we'll justify our actions through that avenue Mm -hmm. um right or then the other stream of like, hey, I don't want to be around any of this at all, so I'm just going to lock myself in a room for yeah, 10 hours. Yeah, that's when isolation but, comes in. And this yeah. is what Christians, we do this with any topic. Mm-hmm. We'll go to extremes and with anything. with any, <laughs> Ask any two people with a yeah. different opinion on a topic as a Christian, and we'll go to two very extremes. Over, like, you can't do this and you're going to go to hell the second you think about it. Or, like, hey, bro, just go live your life. Have fun. Like, like two different extremes. Repent, repent. And we always forget that there is a middle ground, right? Mm -hmm. There is a balance. Like, yes, Jesus did go eat with sinners, be in worldly atmospheres, right? Would Jesus be in a worldly atmosphere today? Would he show up at a bar or a Waffle House at midnight? Like, Mm -hmm. who knows? Like, Jesus probably would. But then, when he's in those environments, how would he act in those environments? Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus was also—he was Jesus. He was also God. Um, So, him being in those environments, yes, he was tempted, but he was God at the same time. He never gave in Mm -hmm. to those things. But we, as humans, when we start to get in those environments, and we're starting to do it alone, is when it gets kind of scary. Right when we we don't have any accountability or community to pull us out, and it's just us trying to play tug-of-war with Satan, we lose a lot. We lose every time.
1: So, you're saying— can you allow... Because I don't understand. Yes, it. I'm not so, saying sin is okay. Let me, let me no, clarify. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. what I'm saying is... Okay, so, like, obviously... Let's say somebody goes to Three Strands every Monday, right? And yeah. they are in, like, legit college. Like, they go to UNCC. And they have a friend group that maybe... Some of them are believers. Some are not. Some are, like, back and forth or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you not... I mean, your, your entire group of Three Strands isn't going to come with you in those conversations. Yeah. What do you mean, like, you can't be in there alone?
0: I think this is where... We gotta know ourselves, know our own stumbling block. Like if um, whatever. Like I got three strands. I got my people, or I'm gonna make up a person. Um, Becky. Becky. Becky's got three strands. There's no Becky out Becky there in three the strands. I'm not not calling out any Becky. <laughs> this is a made up person. Um, just clarifying. Uh, but Becky, she's part of three strands. She's got her small group. She's got her girls. Okay. She's being shepherded, discipled. Da 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 da. Then she has a group of friends home from school over the summer. So like yo Becky let's go out to let's go bowling and they got an open bar okay Becky should know like if Becky has any type of struggle with alcohol in any way mm-hmm, shape or form there you go. she's got to know herself to say hey if I'm being in this environment that's not that's not good for me because I'm, okay. I'm walking into the temptation yeah so what Becky should do being in community being in accountability hey Becky let me text my small group real quick hey guys pray for me tonight I'm going out with my college friends um, and there's a bar um, but okay. just pray for me I want you guys to hold me accountable ask me how it went after like, to where there's accountability there. So, when Becky steps into that environment, she knows, like, hey, I just told three or four of my small yeah. group girls, I'm going out with my college friends tonight, and they're going to ask me how it went when I got home. Like, a, a, a really accountability good. and a community yeah. thing. The importance um, of community in those yeah.
1: situations. Because I had never thought of, uh, like, if I'm hanging out with some friends, like, taking, I mean, texting somebody here that knows me at church and be like, hey, by the way, like, i about to enter these conversations, like, that's really good what else can you do other than that
0: yeah so first you let somebody know let your community know you can do that as well know your stumbling block no like don't (laughs) there's never a nice way to say this but don't be stupid to yourself yeah like if i know that after i drink one like becky drinks one white claw Mm -hmm. it's game over and it's down
1: white claws those are terrible (laughs) that just sounds
0: like a becky drink (laughs) white claw sounds like a becky drink but if becky drinks one white claw and it's downhill from there yeah then becky should know like hey I should not drink that one white claw. Like she has to know her own self, Mm -hmm. right, Um, and then know where her conviction lies. The Bible Mm -hmm. says, uh, "If you know what to do, but fail to do it, it is sin for you." But also the conviction part, right? Becky has the Holy Spirit walking into that situation, so Becky should rely on the Holy Spirit and say, "Hey, Holy Spirit, man, like help me, help me discern Mm -hmm. where that line is for me. Is it, man? I shouldn't even pick up this drink and just be around my friends, order a sweet tea and have a Mountain Dew, and it'd be great." Like, where help, Holy Spirit, help me through this situation to discern this situation. So she should know herself, know mm-hmm. where her own stumbling block is, because everybody's different. Yes. And this is where Christians go to two extremes with the definition of sober-minded. But forget, yeah. that there's a balance Look. there. Um, but Becky should know, hey, first, let me let me let my community know. So there's accountability. Mm-hmm. They're praying for me going into that situation. Um, I know myself. I know where that line is. Yeah. Um, I know where the Holy Spirit's guiding me through. Mm-hmm. And then, But then don't try to self-justify anything. Right, mm. Becky goes in. Oh man, I want to hang out. I want to have fun. I know for me, after that one white claw, like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. I'm not getting drunk. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not partaking in the world. I'm separating mm-hmm. myself from it, um, and I'm just gonna be there and hang out with my friends. And then
1: if you do stumble, like if Becky does stumble, like there's grace, and there's learning from those experiences. Because I mean, I feel like at our age with the friends that we have and this is and where like, we, yeah. sorry to
0: cut you off but this is where it's crucial to already let your community know beforehand so uh-huh. if becky ever did fumble yeah. or stumble man her girls her small group girls her mentor or whatever is texting her the next morning yeah. hey girl how'd it go oh you, it, you stumbled let's it's talk totally through that let's okay. confess let's yeah. pray oh confess so we're not saying sin's okay not at confess.
1: all that's like catholic trauma that's
0: what we got we got to confess first uh, john one nine. confess your sins and he's yeah. faithful and just to forgive you um But even in community right to where there is a safety net catching you for when we do i mean even today like i fumble a lot i Mm -hmm. stumble a lot but knowing like hey once i do stumble i'm never going to stumble into either isolation or Mm -hmm. stumble alone because then that that causes you to to stumble a little bit deeper um but i'm stumbling towards community people that are going to hold me accountable to confess to to pray to learn from that to move on to where i'm not getting myself in the same situation Mm -hmm. over and over over and and over over again that's why we always stress community is super super vital.
1: That's what three strands is about. The whole
0: three-stranded cord, there Ecclesiastes four twelve. Like, there she this. is. Uh, for anybody listening through. out there on our podcast who has no idea what three strands means, it's from Ecclesiastes four twelve. One person alone is easily defeated. Two people they can help each other out, keep each other warm. But a three-stranded cord or braided cord is not easily broken. So put we that love that. On a pillow. Put that on. Put it, on put on it a in. Pillow. Uh, what's like that? That uh, home goods. Put it on home goods. Long, but uh, to tie it all together, living in the world but not of the world, how give me like three? Let's go for like three checklists that we could do to see, hey, am I in it but not of it? Like to where a person could evaluate in their life when they go into a situation or an event, they can hit these little these little check marks. Say, okay, boom, boom, boom. Let's the go. The
1: first one that is kind of cliche, but what would Jesus do? Like, would Jesus? Be be in the situation doing what I'm doing or would he not my I saw this on tiktok like if Jesus was sitting oh right lord next to oh you, lord a TikTok. <laughs> right next to you watching you do something would he be proud or would he be like are you okay like let's talk about this so uh, like just think of Jesus in the moment at least for me
0: what I would Jesus what do does. I'm gonna tell you with like conviction like where is your holy spirit mm-hmm. conviction where is like you as a Christian walking into that like where's your discernment, where's your conviction? Yeah. Know it before you go into it. Yeah. Don't find out from failure. Know it before you go into it.
1: Or so, fail if you need to. That's okay too.
0: Just fail to community and confess and repent sin.
1: Yeah, but it's also you learn from failing.
0: You do learn from failing. So <laughs> we do fail a lot, but just, just fail. Just, okay, no, it's okay, it's okay. No, okay to fail. Don't go with <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. So you basically just told somebody, hey, go to the bar and it's okay if you get drunk.
1: No, I'm saying with all of this in mind, if you're convicted and you're like feeling this, if you're listening and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go and you go and you think you're going to be strong, you rely on community and you fail. It's okay to fail. Like, it's also okay. Learn. Don't okay. do it yeah. again. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but it's okay to fail. It's it's trust. There is grace. There 100% yeah. is grace. If you, I mean, yeah, no learn from it obviously which is where community comes along that the the text message the next day but it's also okay don't don't beat yourself up for it
0: his mercies are new every day we're going to talk about it monday uh okay. the struggle with sin talking about monday night struggle uh, with but sin. don't say you got to struggle with sin if you're not actually struggling because uh, the definition of struggle means to violently resist or restrain from that thing you're struggling from so, so if i'm mean? saying i'm struggling with sin for example but i'm not making a violent effort to restrain from that specific sin, then you're not struggling with it by definition. Like alcohol, for example. If I say, hey, uh, Becky struggles with alcohol, but she's going to the bar every single night and every time you see her, she smells like alcohol, she doesn't, th- that's not a struggle. That that's is that's, a struggle, that's you giving into it.
1: Yeah, but that, okay, we're that, gonna talk about something else. Let's go, oh, podcast wait, but listen, listen, Let's go, I'm that ready. That is a struggle though, because if Becky's saying, hey, I'm struggling with this sin, and then you find out that she's going back and that's a huge struggle. That means she can't let it go. I'll
0: give you the, the word for word definition of struggle. Make forceful or violent efforts to get free of restraint or constriction. So is Becky making a forceful or violent effort to not get drunk?
1: Well, if Becky's an alcoholic. Yeah. And, well, the fact that she came out and said, I'm struggling with alcohol, while knowing that she's going every single day to the bar to get drunk, Like, that's a struggle. This is... Like, that is, like, she's... Like, you don't understand. I mean, I don't know, addicts. (laughs) (laughs) You guys probably say it better than me. But, like, like when I ever, like, told somebody about my struggle with a certain sin, like, I still did. I mean, I was still in it, but I was struggling really bad because I was trying to get out. And the only thing I could do in that moment was confess it
0: i'll give you a teaser we're gonna talk about this monday night we justify I'm going monday. i would love for I'm you to i'll give you a sneak peek of my sermon right here uh, we justify sin by saying like i'll take uh, whatever you take anybody with any type of habitual sin we'll justify it to make ourselves feel better say oh yeah i struggle with this i'm trying to get better oh yeah i struggle with this i'm trying to get better but imagine like a tug of war rope for example mm-hmm. a tug of war rope somebody like if you're about to go play a game of tug of war if you never played tug of war join a vbs and help some kids play tug of war because an american thing <laughs> go play tug of war grab a rope right and when you're about to play tug of war you got the body pumping blood's pumping you are grabbing that rope you got your feet planted and you are ready to go like the game of tug of war you want to pull your opponent over right. right so saying we struggle with sin or struggle with that different thing is like that tug of war, like you are battling back and forth, you are putting forth effort, a violent effort, but what we do to justify it, it's like playing tug of war, and then somebody says, you're like, you're ready, you got your stance, somebody says, three, two, one, go, and you just get dragged through the mud, you're not, like, putting up a fight, you're not putting up a stance, so when we, for example, with whatever this specific habitual sin is, it's saying, hey, I struggle with this, I struggle with living in the world, but not of it, I struggle with Whatever it is, like, are your feet planted? Are you putting up a fight, pulling back? Like, that's the definition of struggle, a violent effort. So are you putting forth violent effort to not give into it, or are you just getting dragged through the mud every time? But
1: if you get dragged, and then you get back up, and then you go, but you get dragged again, like, you're still in that struggle.
0: Agreed, but that's different. That's two different things. Somebody who gets dragged through the mud every time but says, you know what, today's a new day, I'm going to fight, let's go. That's a different story. What's the
1: the difference?
0: The difference is a habitual sin pattern.
1: Yeah, but even if gets dragged through the mud new day gets up i'm gonna be different okay but gets dragged again and it's still habitual every single day
0: then i would question like hey where's that person's conviction lie that if they know what they're doing is dragging them through the mud every single time they're doing absolutely nothing different to stop themselves from dra- getting dragged through the mud then there, there's there's no struggle there there's no fight back there's no
1: that's not true <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> I'm okay. just calling it like a C. You know what? We can talk about this some other time <laughs> okay. because I one hundred percent I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But I also think that's too extreme. Like I no no, no not too extreme. Let me take that back. I just think the, the the way you're explaining it mm-hmm. is not realistic
0: well let me not. use what the Bible says about it then I' to use it uh, this is first John chapter 3 starting at verse 4 okay like well, so is, and we're gonna use this word practice in the verse it talks about practice a lot so okay. habitual sin you are practicing it over and over like you are making a practice of it so this is first john 3 starting in verse 4 everyone who makes a practice of sinning repeatedly over Over and over over. getting dragged through the mud over and over Mm -hmm. everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness sin is lawlessness you know that he appeared he is in jesus you know that jesus appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin no one who abides in him as in jesus keeps on sinning no one who keeps on sinning "...has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him." Talking about the Holy Spirit. "...and he cannot keep on sinning because he was born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil." Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor does he not love his brother. Which I know that was a lot of verses right there. And I know that sounds like a big gut punch. Like, if I practice sinning, I'm of the devil. That sounds like no, a— No,
1: no, no. Yeah, yeah, That's
0: yeah. very—don't take that in a legalistic
1: yeah. Well, manner. yeah. But
0: also take it for what it's worth. He's saying if you make a practice of sinning, question, like, do you have the Holy Spirit? Not saying you personally, like, any listeners. But, like, I get dragged through the mud a lot. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I get dragged through the mud a lot. But there's a big difference from somebody playing type of war— Right, they get dragged through the mud and they get up and say, "All right, this is a new day. I'm going to fight," and there there is like some type of effort, like I'm going to stop what is keeping me from getting dragged through the mud. If it's uh, uh, if you need to get an app blocker on your phone, if it's cutting off a group of friends, if it's stopping stop yourself from going in that environment, like putting forth a violent effort to not get dragged through the mud again. Now are there days you're going to get dragged, sure, because we're human, but the right?
1: D- yeah, but when you're dragged, you're still struggling. That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm thinking two different. So, then thing. we're. Oh, let me get instead of drag, just let go of the rope. This is what I mean. Like okay, you play, you play so tug. Don't of, say
1: drag. say you, let go. You of play the rope. tug of war
0: with the, you play tug of war with the world, and it says three, two, one, go, and you let go of the rope and That's say, hey, different. screw okay. this, I'm in.
1: So our analogy, <laughs>
0: but even drag, there's no struggle if you're getting dragged. Like if you are yes, on your belly getting pulled through the mud, you're just holding on for dear life.
1: There is. A struggle. Talk I to me. I think that there's a struggle. I'm gonna use my example. Let's Wait, go. Are we too foreign? It's right. It? This
0: is bonus episode okay, stuff, guys.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna use my example. So, I would like to say that I was really struggling with, um, watching stuff like horror movies, reading like about like all of these like terrible things that happen, like it could be anything scary, anything like thriller related. I was getting to the point where I was like it was like a really weird obsession. Like I would be in these deep holes looking through like, oh, what does this mean? What is this? What kind of death is this? Like it was just really weird. It was just Mm -hmm. really, really weird. And so I got up, right? The tug of war thing. And I was like, okay, I definitely felt convicted. One, I was living in fear all the time. And Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to live in that. But it was, I was putting myself in those situations where I was purposefully, it wasn't like a news story. I was just purposefully, just reading stuff or watching stuff, movies, videos that I wasn't supposed to do or watch or or read. I would get up, right, ready to fight, and then every single time I would be like, okay, new day, I would get dragged because I would go back because it's a practice. It's Mm -hmm. a habit, and so then until one day, like, I didn't do it anymore. But me getting dragged and going back to it because of the practice and the habit doesn't mean that I'm not struggling with it anymore. If I were to be like— In
0: the moment, I would say, girl, we're not— not, it's not—at least the definition—going off the definition, the dictionary definition of the word struggle, like, in the moment of that season of watching the horror movies, mm-hmm. like, there's—like, yes, morally you may feel convicted about it, but every night that movie comes on, we're just getting dragged through the mud.
1: But that, that means I'm struggling with it, right?
0: At least the definition of struggle—like, in those moments, did you make a violent or forceful effort to get restraint from watching those horror movies?
1: I did— earlier in the day <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what i'm saying like the definition of struggle right and this is but, but you did the right thing you, you understood it took you through that season and now you're and no longer making a practice
1: struggle, of it because every time that i would watch it i'd feel this like terrible thing and i would try to like so just like getting
0: dragged through the mud you may feel terrible and get hurt but you're getting dragged <laughs> you know,
1: maybe it's the analogy that's not clicking <laughs> in my brain but anyways i digress
0: but even through that principle, like tying it back into the in the world of, of the world, yes. we got to be very careful when we say like I use the, I'm gonna use this on Monday night like the example of an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. If somebody is an alcoholic and they say, Hey man, I struggle with alcohol. I love Jesus, but I struggle with alcohol. I'm like, Okay, cool. Like you're getting better. You're getting community. Like you if you're struggling you're with it, you're making steps towards. You're making strides towards not struggling with it anymore. But every time you see that person who claims they're with Jesus and struggling with alcohol, they're carrying a brown bag full of liquor and smells like and smells drunk, I would question like, Bro, are you? like are you actually struggling with it or are you just giving into it every time like if every time i see this person becky that says she's struggling with alcohol but every time she shows up she smells drunk she's stumbling and she's got a 12 pack in her car i was like girl that's not that's not a struggle like maybe you feel bad about it but that's not a struggle you're not doing anything to stop you there's no well, forceful or violent effort i mean uh, you know a tree buys fruit if this girl's showing up and every time you see her Help help me understand the the logic there. Where your brain's at with that the
1: disconnect. I just don't say disconnect. Like, like for me, my
0: my disconnection and communication. I what just, I, mean.
1: I mean I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think like I think if I don't know.
0: Because then it gets easy to justify sin in that moment. For no, Becky, be like, oh I'm struggling with sin, guys. I'll get better one day. Oh I'm struggling with sin, guys. I'll get better one. I'm struggling with it. Don't worry about. It. I'm no, struggling with I'm it. Too. Like there's no struggle. If we're not fighting back and making strides, at least going off the dictionary definition of the word "struggle," a violent effort to uh, get restraint from something, like a violent, forceful effort, like putting forth effort, like okay, let's put the bag down this day. Let's let's not go out and buy a 12-pack. Let's do, let's let's put forth a violent effort. Because if we're not putting forth the type of violent effort, then there's not really a struggle. We're just either letting go of the rope or getting dragged. Mm. We're not. There's no pulling back. There's no fight. There's no anything like that. You got. Like you want to smack me. We can just zoom in on that face.
1: <laughs> no. I understand. You make... What you, you're saying makes sense. Yeah. I just think, I guess, in my brain... I guess in my brain, I'm like, okay, like, this is too much. Does that make sense?
0: Like, from the, the drastic sides? Yeah, okay. I think.
1: So, like, maybe that's why I'm like, no, like... There should be more grace. But I also understand like what you said. Well, you said the last part like hit a little bit like more intense when you were like, well, you're at that point just justifying like sin. Right. Yeah. And that's not what we're trying to do. So I guess like holding people accountable.
0: Yeah. And even, Paul even that. said it is uh, not using grace as a license to sin in Romans right. 6. That,
1: you go like this every yeah, time. That's, like that's try my, my brain remember. thinking. i trying to
0: <laughs> squint my eyes. Romans 6, verses 1 through 4, that should we keep on sinning that grace may abound? Like, right. if God's grace is going to keep coming. Do we keep sinning? He says, no. Put that thing to death. Jesus even took it a huge step up uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 and 6. and He said, hey, bro, if your eye is causing you to sin, gouge that thing out. If your hand is causing you to sin, cut that off. So whatever is causing you from getting dragged through the mud, cut it, cut it off. off. Brody always <laughs> cut, says, cut, cut it
1: at the source, at the root.
0: Cut it at the, <laughs> the source. Well, that's a good little episode wow i don't know how long it is sorry guys this one a little long but it was good this is good this is good stuff practical situations yeah. um tune in monday night come hang out with us at 6:30 30 p.m um, we're gonna talk about the struggle with sin putting forth effort how to overcome the struggle with sin we're not just gonna roast you I call it, you. Got to have the roast and hope. You got you got to call them out in the sand, but then give Rose. hope, roast and hope. Two for one. Um, two for two one. For one. So like, if you are struggling with sin right now, that you are getting dragged through the mud, I love you. But come on Monday night, we want to pray for you. And there's uh, extra grace there is, there here. And this side <laughs> of the podcast, there's there, extra grace. There is grace if somewhere. you are struggling. Like if you're putting forth some effort, I'll give you some grace. But don't claim struggle if you're not struggling. Hot take. Hot take. Um, but that's all I got. Peace, okay. love and goodness. happiness from your favorite
1: P- PJ 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 out pj out